Welcome to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers Podcast. Each episode will bring you conversations from business leaders and up and coming stars in the commercial real estate industry in Canada. Our guests will share their unique career journeys, passions, and advice on what it takes to be successful in this industry. This podcast is brought to you by Highview Partners, connecting people who perform in Canadian real estate. I'm your host, Nicola Denning-Miller, and today I'm joined by Natalie Pressot, who is a rising star in the commercial real estate industry. Over the past few years, Natalie has worked in property management at both publicly traded and private companies, and has rapidly worked her way up the career ladder to general manager at Northern Realty. Here, she is currently managing four heritage-designated properties comprising approximately 700,000 square feet of retail and office space. In 2019, she achieved Boma Toronto Certificate of Excellence for 133 King Street East. She recertified Queen's Key Terminal under Boma Best in 2020, achieving gold level, which also recently won a Toby Outstanding Building of the Year award under the historical category. Natalie has been a Boma Toronto Young Professional member since 2018 and currently sits on their board of directors. So a very warm welcome to you, Natalie, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Nicola, for having me. I've listened to a couple of the podcasts that Highview has put out recently, and I found them just so interesting, and I'm honored to have the opportunity to share my experiences in one of these podcasts. So thank you so much. No problem at all. So you have worked your way up from an administrative internship to a general manager in six very short years, which is super impressive. I'm really looking forward today to hearing you share the recipe to that success with our listeners, because I'm really sure that you've got some great tips and advice for those who are wanting to accelerate their careers. So let me start by asking you, what actually attracted you to the real estate industry in the first place? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I didn't deliberately set out to pursue a career in real estate. I was completing my undergrad degree in economics and originally planned on being a financial analyst. By chance one summer, I ended up applying for an internship in property management and was offered a position in downtown Toronto, and I actually ended up loving it. And I returned from multiple different placements and different portfolios for the remainder of my university career, both office, retail, and suburban, and that was great. And what it gave me was the opportunity to really get exposure to all facets of the business, from accounting to operations and customer service. And I was really able to step out of my comfort zone and build confidence in myself in kind of a secure environment as an intern. So it was overall just an extremely positive experience and a great introduction to uh, property management and commercial real estate as a whole. In terms of valuable lessons learned, what have you learned very early on in your career that you're applying today? Uh, Certainly the most important thing that I've learned is that I've learned that I need to take risks and put myself into unfamiliar situations in order to grow and develop and that the discomfort that comes with these types of changes is a really good thing. If I could give advice to my younger self, I would certainly tell myself to be less hard on myself and focus on enjoying learning new things and learning from mistakes and just the day in and day out fun things that come across in my, my regular duties. Gosh, why is it that we're all so hard on ourselves? Oh, I know I would beat myself up after meetings thinking I should have said something differently or there would have been a more perfect way to say something. But the focus on being perfect is just truly a waste of time. I've just learned to kind of sit back and enjoy things as they come more. And often when you, you know, bring up to somebody else 
something that you feel that you said wrong, chances are nobody actually noticed. <laughs> yeah, no one's given it a second thought. I've, I've stopped asking. <laughs> now, outside of the business, what are you doing to stay connected with the wider industry? So currently, I'm a BOMA Toronto Young Professional member, and I am also the current Young Professional Ex-Officio member of the Board of Directors. It's been a great experience participating in board meetings and discussing higher level issues affecting the you know the GTA real estate industry, especially in light of the COVID-19 pandemic this year, which caught us all off guard. Other than that, I enjoy catching up with former colleagues and discussing what's going on in their buildings and comparing notes on similar projects. We are always learning from each other and it's great to stay in touch. Now you worked at Dream and obviously now you're at Northern. So mm-hmm. have you stayed in contact with a lot of your old colleagues? Oh, certainly. Uh, we, we talk all the time. I pass by their buildings and see scaffolding up and I shoot them an email to see what they're doing just because I'm nosy. So we're all still in close touch. I was talking to someone the other week, actually, and they're sort of quite, you know, advanced in their career. And instead of walking around Toronto and they look at the different buildings and like, oh, you know, there's one young and there's this and there's that. They, they do it by name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the property managers that actually work there and it's like, oh, that building is run by Dave and that building is run by Cheryl and that building is run by, you know, and actually um, sort of humanizing the buildings. <laughs> oh, for sure. When I go out with friends, I never stop talking about it. I'm sure there's sick of hearing who's where and what they've done recently and what's going on in the buildings but I love it. When you think of your current job can you sort of share what it is you enjoy most about it? What I enjoy most is that I have to wear a number of different hats and what I like about that is the flexibility that comes with it. I'm not chained to my desk working on the same types of tasks day in and day out and I have a number of things on the go from major capital upgrades to financial reporting responsibilities and I can kind of move back and forth between different projects depending on what I feel like working on on any given day and that's of course within any deadlines or timelines associated with the projects and of course in property management there's always emergencies that come up that you can't uh, you can't predict happening so throwing that in the mix I'm, I'm never bored at work and that's what I love about it the most the variety certainly maybe not the 3 a.m phone calls but the variety overall is is great I'm I'm always having fun being down and dirty with an HVAC or a boiler mm-hmm. but how, how do you manage that going from one discipline to the next and, and having to change that mindset so quickly Fortunately for myself, I've had enough time to really develop ways to cope with stress and change, whether it's just going for a walk in the middle of the day if I need it, or just taking a couple of minutes to myself before switching tasks, especially when things are stressful or busy or emergencies come up. So in terms of stressful situations, and I'm sure that there are many in the job, hopefully not daily, but can you describe a situation that was quite harrowing for you and how you actually overcame that? Certainly. uh, I've had to deal with a lot of floods in my time as a property manager, and those tend to be the most stressful situations that we've had to deal with as uh, tenants get very upset seeing flood damage within their space. And there are a variety of decisions that need to be undertaken immediately in order to avoid further damage. So what I've been finding in those situations um, is just to connect with my team in person and uh, communicate with the tenants as soon as I have information. I don't delay sending information to tenants and communicating with them. I prefer to um, basically keep everybody in the loop immediately and share information as it becomes available. That way we have you know, the biggest pool of experiences and perspectives to draw upon before making these decisions that do need to be made right in the moment and can't be delayed. Now, can you describe a time where you've made a mistake and what you actually took away from that situation? 
Definitely. The biggest struggle for sure that I've had in my career is to understand how to properly prepare for larger meetings and carry myself within meetings. The first couple of meetings I had with tenants as an assistant property manager, I completely bombed as I wasn't adequately prepared and I thought I could just ad-lib it. I thought seeing my colleagues do, um, you know, conduct meetings, they make it look so easy. So I, I, I wasn't, I had no idea how to properly prepare for meetings and plan what I was going to say and the points that I was going to hit. And I was just terrible. It's been a process since then, an uphill battle, but I'm, I'm at a stage where I'm very comfortable and have my own process set in mind on how I prepare for each meeting and plan out what I'm going to say and pace myself. And that's definitely the biggest mistake I've had to recover from. I have bombed in so many meetings where I've had to go back to tenants and reconfirm things. And I'm glad I've reached past that stage and, and learned how to really um, hone in on the important things in meetings. I actually had a boss years ago who was just such an amazing public speaker. I mean, most of the speaking he did was internally, but he was so confident and so charismatic and really engaging. And I remember saying to him once, you, you're just so natural and you can just get up there and add a little bit. And, and he actually turned around to me and he said, I practice, practice and practice. And I was like, what? But it just seems so natural, like he was just making it up as he went along. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can look at other people and, and think that they're doing it so naturally, but really they're practicing as well. And it's like any kind of skill, like it, practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that. That's exactly what I've learned. And I, I go through the same process to prepare for meetings. And uh, I've learned that nothing comes easy with respect to that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people looking at you thinking, wow, Natalie, it just comes so naturally to you. I wish I was like you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, actually, I spent four hours making notes last night, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, of all the places that you've worked, which professional environment has elevated your performance the most? The environment I've thrived in the most is one in which I'm expected to be hands-on in every aspect, meaning things like reviewing drawings for major projects and tenant fit-ups as well as personally preparing buildings for assessments like BOMA Best, and most importantly, personally responding to building emergencies. That in particular has been a huge confidence builder since I came from an economics and administration background and I had to learn about building operations on the job. Things like responding to emergencies as large as major floods, as well as things as small like responding to nuisance fire alarms where someone needs to go down and investigate and reset the mag locks have been great experiences that have helped me grow my skill set. And they've also helped me bond with new teams and colleagues as we all like to share our stories. And it's also um, helped a lot in helping us all feel like we're a team where everyone will wear as many hats as they need to to get the job done at the end of the day. Now, sort of not coming from an operations or a you know construction background, mm -hmm. how have you built that credibility with the team and managed to sort of learn on the job? Honestly, just time and dedication. And I, I think a, a, a big thing I have is just curiosity about learning new things. I'll spend hours walking through mechanical rooms with the building operators and operations managers just because I'm curious. I've always wanted to understand how things work and felt like I needed to get an idea of the big picture before I can really understand, um, you know, understand day-to-day -day activities and understand little things and little problems that come up. And I've, I felt that um, just from spending time with people and learning what they do in their day-to-day -day jobs, whether I put the information all together at that time, or maybe 
months down the road, I'll make some linkages together based on something that I learned a couple months ago. It's been really valuable in just seeing the bigger picture um, in terms of how buildings operate and how emergencies are resolved. Would you like to join an industry association that develops, promotes and advances best management practices? The Building Owners and Managers Association, known across the industry as BOMA, provides members with access to exceptional education programs and events and valuable networking opportunities. The Toronto members include leading building owners, property and facility managers, developers and industry suppliers. To learn more about the association and how you can become a member, visit bomatoronto.org. How impactful has it been on your career to witness senior leadership teams who truly exemplify diversity and inclusion in the workplace? From my perspective, it's been important to see women in leadership positions. For example, the women on the BOMA Toronto Board of Directors and with my own company as well. It's been inspiring and important to see leadership groups also exemplifying through their actions, values, and the statements that they're making as well, that they're actually living these values. And that's really the only way to attract the right people when recruiting new people. And it's also been great to be able to kind of see into the future of what might be an option for me in the future and what might be an option for my colleagues in the future so we can have something to aspire towards that we feel is realistic. A diverse and inclusive workplace really is now a must-have for employers who want to compete for top talent. I mean, I read a survey recently that said over 85% of job seekers say that it ranks in their top three priorities when considering a career move. And, And I believe it because I've seen candidates get put off by a job opportunity by seeing an absence of diversity at the leadership or the board level. So, yes, I mean, if you want to attract and inspire a diverse and inclusive workforce, you ideally want to have a senior executive team who themselves are racially, ethnically and gender diverse. Now, what do you enjoy most about the real estate industry and the people in it, Natalie? What I enjoy most about the real estate industry and the people in it is that everyone's really open sharing their successes and failures and experiences. And that's helped me to also set my own goals for the future and envision the next five to 10 years of my career, for example. And that's also one of the reasons that I've been very interested in doing this podcast series. It's been great to have the opportunity to share my experiences with people who are interested in the commercial real estate industry, and they may not have access to these stories or to the people that are willing to tell them. Has there been any particular individual who deserves a special mention who's positively influenced your career? I would say so. Fairly early on in my career, I had a couple of managers who not only pushed me out of my comfort zone, I would say shoved me out of my comfort zone. Starting off, I was incredibly shy. I could barely make eye contact with people. And in my first position, I was asked to sit at the reception desk at the property management office. So in addition to that being a great experience where I was able to learn what what types of questions people ask when they come into the property management office and what the urgent issues and emergencies tend to, like how they tend to play out, the, I was also battling um, and overcoming just this paralyzing shyness. And over the course of only one summer, I was able to really build so much confidence in myself and um, just communicate with strangers, talk with anybody, be able to hold a conversation with anybody and really serve as a good example and a good first point of contact for the company. And that's something that I could not have succeeded in this industry without. Now, in terms of pieces of advice that you'd give to someone starting out in our industry, what would you share? 
What I would share is the highest priority is to focus on being a jack of all trades and be as well-rounded as possible as in these roles or from my perspective as a property manager, you need to be very versatile and ready to make decisions uh, in the thick of things and jump into stressful situations without hesitation. That's the point I try to make to uh, reach people who are considering a career in commercial real estate or possibly second guessing it and thinking that it's not for them. It's stressful at times, but overall, I have a lot of fun and every day is completely different. I am never bored. So that's the main reason why I highly recommend it for anybody. Amazing. Now, in the next sort of five to 10 years, what what are your goals? Like, what, what are you trying to achieve? Uh, what I'd like to achieve currently, I'm a general manager and I'm enjoying it very much and uh, I'm enjoying building uh, building a great team on site at Queen's Key Terminal. But in the future, what I'd like is to um, move into a role expanding my portfolio and overseeing a larger portfolio of properties and uh, multiple teams supporting those properties. I'd like to um, manage things from a higher level and really understand what the focus is on when you manage uh, a bigger portfolio of properties. That's great. Well, I'm sure from what you've described today that if you set your mind to it, I'm sure that you'll achieve it, Natalie. We are going to end our podcast with a succession of rapid fire questions. What's the first thing that you grab for in the morning? Oh, coffee for sure. I have an alarm set on my coffee machine, so it's ready for me. (laughs) Is it next to your bed, one of these sort of coffee makers? It's in the kitchen, but I've thought about putting it next to my bed, but I don't want to knock it over by accident. Um, Have you ever been told that you look like somebody famous? I get Wednesday Adams a lot, which is pretty funny, although I would say I'm a little more cheerful than she is. (laughs) I think there's a compliment in there somewhere. She is one of the the, the better looking members of that family. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what's your guilty pleasure? Uh, Doritos. I'm ashamed to say I have uh, I have multiple bags of limited edition Doritos stockpiled in my home. <laughs> now I have to ask you, what would be a limited edition? Oh, they have these flaming hot Doritos that are only available for a limited time only, and they come and go, and I never know when they're there. So whenever I see them at the store, I grab like five or ten bags, and uh, they <laughs> laugh at me at the cash register. What three items would you take to a desert island? Probably a long book. I love to read. Sunscreen for sure. I am super pale and I don't want to get burnt. And something comfortable to sleep on. I am a nightmare if I don't get my sleep. Me too. Are you reading anything exciting at the moment? Um, I am. I'm reading um, Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. It's um, a book that Alfred Hitchcock made a movie of in 1940. It's kind of a horror novel, which is great. And I'm also reading um, Jessica Simpson's autobiography. I read that when I'm at the gym. So I've got a couple different things on the go right now. Amazing. Quite diverse. Um, Do you ask for permission or do you ask for forgiveness? Unfortunately, I'd rather ask for forgiveness. Biggest pet peeve? I don't like when people are passive aggressive. I'd rather they just get to the point, even if it's uncomfortable. Either be passive or aggressive. Just don't be both. Don't be both. (laughs) Well, listen, thank you so much for joining me today, Natalie. That's been really fun. It's been really insightful and uh, really appreciate your time um, just sharing your insights with our listeners. So thank you again for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I love connecting with you on this. Thank you for listening to People Who Perform, the real estate careers podcast brought to you by Highview Partners, a talent search and recruitment firm focused exclusively on Canadian real estate. 
If your real estate team is looking to find the best next hire, or if you're ready to make the best next move in your career, then reach out to Highview Partners today. Follow us on LinkedIn and visit us at highviewpartners.ca.